Today is, in fact, the day the Lord has made as an opportunity for us to rejoice. And these are the times through which God has decided we will live. Sometimes it's difficult to rejoice, but we do get the opportunity to participate in a time of choosing. There's one side of the spectrum who is basing their movements on fear and disruption and chaos and lies and scrambling even basic scientific facts. There's another side, while not perfect, that's trying not to do those things and trying to preserve some liberty. That's the temporal side. There's also a spiritual component to this because one side likes chaos, one doesn't. All of us have unique sets of responsibilities by virtue of the times in which God has decided we will live. One gentleman has been taking himself up on that, living up to this unique set of responsibility to use his skills. Dr. Clifford joins us. He's got a long curriculum vital we've read on the show before. Suffice to say, he's an expert on data, data science, data analysis, and has a background as well in dealing with emergency situations. And Dr. Clifford joins us on the program. Dr. Clifford, welcome back to the show. Yeah, thank you very much for having me back. I appreciate it. So the travails of Dr. Clifford began when you decided to contact the state of Washington and start asking some very simple questions about the COVID flu and the response to it. And to give people who haven't heard you on the show before um, just a quick analysis of this. Uh, is there any useful, actionable, quality data you've ever gotten from the Washington State Department of Health? Uh, the answer would be no. And, uh, in fact, they, they continuously surprise me um, on surpassing my fears. <laughs> they constantly give me worse data than I even expect. It's, it's pretty amazing. Um, it, the latest is this. The Washington State Department of Health, and mind you folks, this is a department that's been caught twice lying about death rates, increasing, inflating the number of deaths. They've used the, the cases, cases, cases argument to lock down schools and churches and small businesses and allow abortion clinics to operate and big business to triple their profits and, and triple the wealth of the shareholders. They've predicated that upon cases, cases, cases. Clifford, what percentage of, of results, that is results of PCR tests, what percentage of those does the Washington State Department of Health have any useful knowledge about? Great question, Todd. Um, so as you recall, in a past, uh, a past request of mine, they said they have no visibility into non-state labs. So the question is, okay, how many cases have their state labs conducted versus the non-state labs? Uh, I did get a response from that uh, for one year, from February 2020 to February 2021, and 97 to 98% of cases they have no visibility into. They do not know what these labs did, if they're actually accurate. They have no visibility into 98% of their cases that they're basing their decisions on. And this is it's important because um, well, as of today of this interview, but it'll be in the past likely when you when you air this, uh, Governor Inslee is getting ready to do a whole slew of mandates based on this garbage. It's, <laughs> it's horrifying. Yeah, Jay Inslee, and we don't often pre-record, but we did today. I want to make sure that we got Dr. Clifford on record uh, and get ahead of this, that Jay Inslee is, and probably will have by this time, announced that the state of Washington employees 
um, the King County employees, Seattle employees, uh, are going to have to take the mRNA injections in order to stay at work. Um, this, after we learned on the program, and we talked about on Monday, the fact that even the so-called director of the uh, CDC, Rochelle Walensky, admits the mRNA injections don't stop the transmission of the viruses, of the virus. She says just the Delta variant, which is probably not true. All right, so 98% of the time, or, or close thereto, the state of Washington doesn't know if a lab was using a 20-cycle PCR threshold or a 45-cycle PCR threshold, meaning they don't know if the tests were somewhat accurate or not accurate at all. Is that correct? That is exactly correct. That's the crux <laughs> of the issue here. Ah! Now, I know this requires some supposition, and you're a data analyst and and, uh, and an academic and, and someone who's worked in that world forever, so it requires some supposition. Clifford, um, Dr. Clifford, could you and I put our head together and think of a way that Washington State might have, you know, controlled this process with a stipulation to these labs if you want our money. Could could we together think of something they might have done if they wanted to have unanimity of results and useful structured data? Yeah, I mean, I mean, they could just, they're the ones in charge. Apparently, uh, the governor's in charge of everybody now, so you can just do a dictate, <laughs> just dictate one of his mandates down to every lab Enforce them. I mean, he's about to force everybody to inject themselves with, you know, some experimental gene therapy, but he can't control the data. I mean, <laughs> I, I was explaining. I was explaining this to uh, uh, one of my best friends. He's a professor. He's he's an expert in statistics, and he he thought well maybe ten percent. Ten percent were unknown. When I told him ninety ninety seven percent, he about choked. Um, <laughs> In academia, <laughs> in, in academia, if you if you submit a, uh, an article to a peer-reviewed journal, and you can't even explain where one data point is from, it's rejected or should be if it's an honest journal. Uh, you need to know where and how every data thing is in your journal article in order for other experts to double-check, confirm. Or maybe think of a new test or something, but if it's if I mean ninety seven percent, that's that's they don't care. They don't uh, care what the truth is. No, because look in Washington State, they told people, you know, you had Jay Inslee in Washington State during this time period saying, well, what we know uh, is that if you're playing golf and uh, and you're a threesome, uh, you know, if 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 if. If one of you is not a family member, well, that's okay. Uh, be masked. Uh, but but if you have a fourth member uh, and they're not a family member, well, you're just a bioterror reactor. You're just uh, you're a bioweapon. You're just killing the children. So he was making rules about how many people could be in a tennis court, how many people could sit in church pews, if at all. He was making rules like you don't have to wear a mask if you're in a boat on your own in the water unless you drop a fishing line in the water. Then you have to wear a woke mask. They didn't put out a diktat to say to all these labs, here's the deal. Department of Health is going to pay you to run these tests. The federal government's going to give us money to run these tests. Therefore, you will run them at the following PCR thresholds, 25 or 20 in the first pass, 25 in the second. After that, no more. That's what they could have done if they had done that. Here's your blocks of 20. 
PCR thresholds, here's your blocks of 25. Uh, Dr. Clifford, would that have been useful data? Yeah, at least then they'd be realistic in trying to use these PCR tests somewhat uh, accurately. Right. Um, well, the, I mean, there's still the, debate whether they're even useful for deciding if someone's sick, but um, at least that's the yes. numbers that experts agree. Hey, if you have a standard, then you can compare across the board, get a yeah. true picture of the situation. The inventor of the PCR test said these were not – this isn't meant for this. They're not meant to d- discover viruses in people. He also said that if you turn up the if you turn up the PCR thresholds, you can find anything in anybody, because you know human beings have existed for a long time, and there's things that are passed down. You can find anything in anybody, trace elements that it is an indicator, never meant to determine if someone is sick. Doctor Clifford's with us. He's a doctorate in computer science. He has a master's in information systems. He has a master's in homeland security. He has a master's in information assurance. He's, in other words, he knows his data. When we continue after we check traffic, we're going to ask Dr. Clifford about the so-called vaccinated versus the so-called unvaccinated. And I say that because we know that now Rochelle Walensky admits that the the uh, mRNA injections are not, in fact, vaccines. By definition, they are therapeutics. We'll see if Washington State has any data on that after we check traffic with right-way traffic. We're with Dr. Clifford. He's been on our program to help us look at the data that's coming in from Washington State from the Department of Health. Is it useful? No. Does it provide any insight? No. Would it be allowed in a first-year science and data or first-year class in handling data in college? No, it would be laughed out. Could you write a peer-review paper from it? No, all no. Clifford, you have asked the uh, Dr. Clifford, you've asked the state of Washington for information on the so-called vaccinated versus unvaccinated. So what does that data tell us? Uh, Well, I'm telling you in February of 2022 when they finally answered. (laughs) I mean, uh, this is an important question because there's a whole bunch of people being scapegoated and accused and they're very precise on their numbers. They're saying 99.9%. I mean, uh, I've never found them to be accurate in anything yet. It, it, it's always opposite of the numbers. So if it's really high, it's probably really low. But I'd like to know the real truth. So, you know, I submitted the question to the State Department of Health. What are the actual numbers for July? Because, you know, they're playing games with their numbers already by just counting from January when no one's vaccinated to June. They missed out July. So what's July? Who cares about when people are not vaccinated? Of course, that's 100 <laughs> percent. But, you know, what is what's the truth? What yeah. Do you know so, in February of 2022. <laughs> and when you say 99 percent, this is what we're hearing from the Mockingbird media in in Seattle and, in fact, nationwide. And we're hearing it from Joe Biden's dementia. Uh, this, remember, this is a this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Uh, I mean, uh, vaccinated vassalers. Um, and then we're hearing from Grim Milestone. I'm Grim Milestone. The state of Washington says 99% of people in the hospital are unvaccinated. So they are not, they, Dr. Clifford, they could not provide this data right now, or they're unwilling to provide it until February of next year. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's either they don't have it, which is highly likely if they can't see the 98% of the, the cases, they don't have it. Uh, so then it's just a fabricated number. 
Um, or they have it, and it's showing something worse, which, God forbid, this is the truth. We don't want vaccinated numbers going up, because that, one, means the, vac- the vaccines are failing, which is, is seeming apparent if you look at Israel or uh, Ireland. But that also means the vaccines might be doing, you know, the antibody-dependent enhancement um, issues, which experts in, in, have been warning about since last year. You know, if you're going to do a vaccine, make sure you do it right or you're going to make it worse. And so, yeah, I mean, I guess we wait till February 2022 and it'll be self-evident one way or another by then, I think. So what, what <laughs> Dr. Clifford? In a couple months. But. Absolutely. So this antibody dependent enhancement, we talked about this last week. Daniel Horowitz sees signs of this. Other scientists see signs of this. There is some belief that the Delta variant itself is one of these dynamics, meaning that the virus taught itself how to avoid these leaky injections, which incidentally only inject the a partial portion of the virus, the spike protein, which in and of themselves are cytotoxins, meaning that they are toxic to some people's cells. Most people seem to withstand this in the short term. We don't know what the long-term effects are because there's no actual experiment going on because they've stricken the control group. Um, and in Israel, we're seeing now, I don't know if you saw this, Dr. Clifford, there's now 14 cases of people who caught the COVID flu after their third shot, after their booster shots. We're seeing Iceland, 99 or 90% of people have got the mRNA injections there. Their cases now are amongst the people who've gotten the mRNA injections. You mentioned Ireland, the same thing. We're seeing this dynamic around the world. So let me go from Washington State to a national basis and a question about data, okay, and data structure, since this is your expertise. On a national basis, shouldn't we be able to tell right now how many people this instant have, in fact, gotten these shots and how they're faring against people who haven't gotten? In other words, when Moderna and Pfizer gave their control group the shots, the people who weren't supposed to have the shots, when they called them back in and said, hey, we gave you the placebo, now we're going to give you the injections. Um, Clifford, Dr. Clifford, does that kill an experiment? Can an experiment happen when you destroy the control group? Yeah, no, that's the best way to ruin your study there. I mean, uh, if you want to think about it, um, all the unvaccinated currently are the the only remaining control control group at this point. Uh I mean, if you get everybody 100% vaccinated, you'll have a zero control group in the entire globe. I mean, it's kind of interesting to think about. Uh, right. So if you if, if you get everybody injected, then all of a sudden there's no difference. You can no longer say, hey, that's that's interesting. People who weren't injected don't get as sick. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, it, 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 everybody's in the same misery. Uh, was it Misery Loves Company? Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess they're, they're working darn hard to – force everybody into that that boat and uh that might be sinking right so, now as we speak with with your academic background if someone came into a class you were teaching um on data science and you had had them construct an experiment and let's just uh, think of a very simple experiment let's say that you're testing pets and one pet is you're trying to get them to take on a task let's say a dog um and the dog gets a um a tasty milk bone treat and the other dog gets, let's say, like grass, and and so that they're not, they're the, the predicate is they're not going to perform as well. But halfway through the experiment, your student said, 
well, uh, the other dogs didn't like grass, so I gave them tasty milk bone treats, so all the dogs got the same treat. Does that person get a what, – what grade does that person get? Uh, they would have to restart over and get a zero, I'd say, because that's pretty – yeah, you just messed up your whole your – whole, uh, so you need to have – well, your listeners know this. Actually, uh, Todd, if you don't mind, um, I appreciate you pointing out my education and stuff, but um, with the quality of data that's being gathered here, you know, first grader – you just need a first-grade education to be able to look at this stuff and know there's something wrong. And all your listeners instinctively, regardless of their education, have the right to ask questions from their supposedly representatives. Uh, so, I, you know, I encourage everybody to keep asking the questions. Submit your own requests. Demand the truth. And if you're not comfortable with their answers, I mean, for God's sake, don't don't just do it. I mean, <laughs> You have a right to, to ask every single person. Cause, you know, even if I argue with someone that's also with, with degrees, they'll eventually point out, you don't have a doctorate in epidemiology. So what, yes. I have to go to school for four more years and ask the same question I'm asking now? I mean, Right. No, and, and Dr. Clifford, I appreciate you pointing that out. I point to your expertise to actually fact check myself because I've worked around big data, but I don't have your background in it. And I, I so appreciate what you're saying because how the scam is unrolling, what they're doing to people is they're snowing people with appeals to authority. I've, I've seen this a hundred times. People will say, ha, ha, oh, I'm sorry if I'm not going to take my medical advice from a radio DJ. I, I trust the scientists. <laughs> and I say to them, which ones? What? Right. Which scientists do you trust? And the f- fact is, I don't need your, your education, Dr. Clifford, to be able to read a white paper or to have common sense tell me, Hey, you know what? If you're not tracking a thing, you don't know a stinking thing about it. I mean, and that's to be to be crude. They're not tracking anything. Do they know a stinking thing at this point, Doctor Clifford? No, I, I mean at this point, a year and a half in, and it's ninety-eight percent that they don't know about. They don't. They don't care because the numbers tell the story that they want. I think. I mean, I'm speculating. This is not anything data, but. I don't know what other conclusion. I mean, either they're the most, the most uh, just horribly incompetent people, uh, or they're just being dishonest at this point, or they're incompetent and dishonest. I mean, I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you, I'm glad you put in the third variable. People always remind me of that. Here's my <laughs> test for this. Here's my test for this. Um, you know, when you're looking at a data set and, and you see something that says, wait a minute, that looks like awfully structured data. How'd that structured data get into what should be an unstructured data set? That's pretty common, right? That, wow, that, that looks like falsified data. I would say this, all their mistakes go in the same direction. All their incompetence adds up to making this virus seem worse and making our freedoms seem more deadly. So I'll take the supposition role on this and say that there are people who know exactly what they're doing to shut the globe down, to build back better, to coin a phrase. And then there's a bunch of functionaries who are afraid of appeals to authority so they won't challenge the great Bill Gates, et cetera. So, Dr. Clifford, it's always a pleasure to have you on the program. Um, God bless you and your humility and willingness to tell everybody we don't need Dr. Clifford's degrees to be able to ask smart questions. I appreciate you coming on, my friend. Thank you so much. 
Yeah, thank you. Take care, Todd. Appreciate it. All right. Of course, go with God's good grace. Todd Herman Show will continue on AM 770 KTTH. The wife.